I think we do know. Um, I think we do know uh, Samson's mom's name. I think it might be Samantha. Oh, okay, perfect. Because because I... Sam is a nickname for Samantha, and it's Samson. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Get out of here, <laughs> dearly beloved. Welcome to the Unblessed Podcast where we inquire and exposit the mysteries of that ancient text, that good book itself, the Holy Bible. We are not theologians nor historians. We are but armchair philosophers who spent years in seminary or on a church staff and have since departed to make our own way. We invite you now to read, think, and laugh with us as we dive deep into the denominational doctrines of the divine in the Unblessed Podcast. Welcome to the Unblessed Podcast. Hi, my name is Evan. And I'm Scott. And we're two Southern Baptist Sevens. Just a seven, you think? I think I, you're more than a seven in the Southern Baptist world. Oh, in the Southern Baptist What do you think I am in the Methodist world? Ooh. Methodists are, can be pretty cool from what I remember. I mean, like easily of six in Methodist world. Easily a six. I think that's yeah. like a Southern Baptist nine yeah i think you're southern baptist nine right that's nice i still think you're southern baptist seven <laughs> wait do we mean by looks or by like your theology yeah sure oh <laughs> <laughs> i think your southern baptist theology you are a 10 out of 10 oh and i think your southern baptist theology is a 10 out of 10 oh absolutely hi everybody welcome to the oh, podcast my name is evan this is scott um, we are two former seminary guys. We're two former church staff guys. Uh, we both spent ample time um, knee deep in Christian culture, and now we've just kind of, you know, gone to do things ourselves. And we're yeah. using this podcast as a way to kind of talk about some of the stuff that we remember uh, from yeah our church days. We we had a long, long history with the church, and you know. This is not a time that we're just trying to debate people and call them out, but it's more about like some of the funny things, but also take a hard look at some of the stories that we grew up with and realize, boy, that's uh, either really interesting or boy, that was really messed up. Yeah. And trying to just talk through those with all of our lovely listeners out there. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what we're going to do today. The first thing we're going to do uh, in this podcast is we do an icebreaker first, which is either a Facebook memory, uh, an article about uh, something regarding Christian culture that we find kind of odd and bizarre. And that's actually what we're going to do today. Um, and then after that, we'll get into the actual main topic, uh, which is a story of the Bible. Um, and today yeah. that story is Samson. But before we get there, Scott, I've got a question for you. Hit me. Why do men have nipples? Oh, boy, I'm getting a call. I need to uh, go take that real quick. Hang no, on. no, I need this answered. <laughs> I need this answered. Oh, man. Come back, please. Oh, I mean, do you want the what I think, how it actually went down, or what the Bible has to say about it? Tell me how you think it went down. 
Well, um, I think when two humans really love each other, they form a baby, and that baby is one giant nipple at the beginning, and then it just splits <laughs> off from there. It just splits off like an M. And like... some people just happen to only have two nipples. I know someone has three. Oh, man. Some people have none. So to give you the backstory on this a little bit, uh, when I was when I was working in early childhood, there was this kid, um, and he was asking really good questions. Um, and he was like, you know, why is why are fire trucks red? And I'm like, that's an interesting question, you know. And then he was like, well, why is the sky blue? And I was like, oh, that's also an interesting question. And then he said, uh, why do men have nipples? And that took me way off guard. Oh. And Here's the thing. He has a younger sibling mm. and has a mom and a dad. Yeah. So I know that he saw his mom breastfeed and then kind of looked at his dad and was like, wait, so what do you, what, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Why are you here? What are those what's your, for? <laughs> what's your, he's at least seen his dad in like swim trunks and been like, Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a very valid question for, a kid to ask like you're Absolutely. curious and you want to know the difference sure and honestly i didn't know the answer either and so i went home and i typed in why do men have nipples <laughs> but then i typed in i knew i could get an even better answer if i typed in why do men have nipples bible yeah and i got this website called gotquestions.org which answers all of your bible questions <sighs> and they have an article called why do men have nipples and i'm just going to read a little bit uh the presence. <laughs> oh, no. We've already lost him. <laughs> oh, geez. Do I need to read this? I might have no, to. No, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> the presence of nipples on males seems strange, given that males do not produce milk. Ah, gee. <laughs> Are these vestigial organs remnants of evolution? Examples of poor design? Actually, there are a couple of good reasons men have nipples. Oh, One is related it. to sexual stimulation, and the other, simple efficiency. Oh my gosh. The sexual stimulation. This may come as a surprise to some, but both male and female nipples contain a large supply of nervous tissue. Who does that surprise? Oh, nobody. The female breast does more than produce milk is an important part of a woman's experience of sexual pleasure. This feels gross to read. But the male nipple has just as many nerve endings. Don't forget about as us. The yeah. female nipple <laughs> and is as equally sensitive to manual stimu stimulation, Doris. So one of the reasons that men have nipples is for sexual pleasure. God designed the male body to respond pleasurably to his touch, blah, blah, blah. The other reason okay i'll allow that as an answer but it's keep going but it's 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 a short ant like it's not great it doesn't explain why men and women have the same part yet one is essentially dysfunctional but maybe i'll get to proven wrong hit point yeah, number two like, what's point it's number not, two? it doesn't explain why one why our nipples are just kind of on our chesties they could have been on our forehead. Could have been anywhere. <laughs> we could have just had boobs. Like, that could have been another Yeah, thing. why don't we just have full-on boobs? So let's hear what the God questions yeah, come on now, yeah. God. The other reason that men have nipples is based on efficiency of design. The same principle that explains... 
unused features in many modern automobiles. Oh, it's not the similar design of male and female breasts. When purchasing a car, you will notice there are often several different options available for the same model. A higher price tag provides additional fee. This guy is rambling at this okay. point. Like- <laughs> I love that they're basically comparing God's... If you read and believe in the Bible and Christianity, then you should know that humans are like the crown jewel of God's creation for the most mm-hmm. I mean, for the most part. People could argue in theology, whatever. But you would say that human beings are like, man, God was like, he waited for the, the you know the sixth day to make them, and they're like the peak of his design. And he's like... Treat it as like it's a Toyota Corolla. Like, well, I had to save a few pennies here and there. And, you know, the nipple template was already stamped at the, you know, parts store. So (laughs) what is this? The last sentence in this whole thing is just golden. Uh, Men have nipples for two reasons. A single chest design (laughs) makes the genetic code simpler, more efficient, and less prone to error. By who? (laughs) What? I mean, like, I will say, like, as a dude, if I could just, like, squeeze my nipple and just, like, shoot out milk, pretty sure that would be, like, a parlor trick I would do. Maybe that's the prone to error we're thinking of right now. But, like, yeah, I don't, like... I love they cap it off with God's design of the human body is wise beyond imagination, Psalm 139. But, but his whole his whole thing is God just got... God just Henry forded the whole process. Yeah, like, so you can make other was. things different, but the nipples, like, I, it was too complicated to just cut them off the men. You got to include them. It, I mean, like, if that's the case, like, why do we have different, I'm, and this may be a little bit racy for the podcast, but why do we have different, you know, genitalia? Why not, like... Well, yeah, why don't we all have the exact same, you know, mold? Like, like Why don't we all have the exact same everything? Like, why... Why are some people taller, some people shorter? We also be built like, I don't know, Chris Evans and, you know, <laughs> Captain America just stamped out the same. Oh, man, if this is the case, why aren't we all the same skin color? That would cause or solve the, a lot of issues. Or the same height or the same anything. Yeah, this is the dumbest answer. I would have been way more at ease if they just were like, well, you know, we think that there's some chance of like God was beating us a little more efficient with the code, but we're not really sure. And it, it have two sentences, but having these, I'm looking what eight paragraphs of over explaining. Oh, this is, thank you. Got questions. I know what happened. His wife was like, I think they accidentally left like this little piece inside this car. And he was like, no, it's for efficiency of design. And then Someone asked, why do men have nipples? And he was like, I have the best way to prove Doris wrong. Boy, this is uh, upsetting. Well, thank you for sharing that. Got questions really, really never fails. (laughs) We need to do more of these. We do. And that's it for got questions. Yeah. Now we'll go into the, now it's time to dive in to our Bible story for the day. So it's Bible time with Evan and Scott. If you have your Bibles. Turn to Judges chapter 13, yes. 14, 15, and 16 all at the same time. Yep. We're going to read all at once. Make sure you have all of those pages. I have my paper Bible. How about you? Digital Bible over there? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got the wow. holy glow from the computer. Wow. The holy glow of the spirit from my desktop because I live in the freaking future. <laughs> 
Well, we're about to go right into the past. So good segue. <laughs> yeah. So like I was mentioning earlier, the reason we pointed out this story is it's a, it's a famous Bible story. I think most people, even if they didn't go to church, know who Samson is, the big strong man of the Bible. But there's a lot more to him than just being a big strong man. And I want to point that out and highlight just some of the follies and the weirdness of his hero story. So it starts with, in the very beginning, the birth of Samson. Uh, We don't have the name of his mom, um, but basically she is praying to conceive and then angel of the Lord appears. And I love this. If you're reading along in verse uh, five, uh, the angel of the Lord appears to the woman and said to her, behold, you are barren and you have not born children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. Therefore, be careful and drink no wine, no strong drink, um, and eat nothing unclean. For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son. No razor shall uh, come upon his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite. So that's important. Uh, essentially, this angel saying, hey, if you swear this Nazarite vow um, to God from the womb, he shall begin to save Israel from the hand of the Philistine. Why are holy swears always boring? Yeah, I know. They repeat themselves like three times. They're like, and here I say... Why is it always like, hey, have no fun so that you'll be holy? Yeah. <laughs> you guys are like, how about you do 30 jumping jacks and run up that cliff and drink all the seven up as fast as you can? <laughs> you know, don't don't ever have sex. Don't ever do anything. Don't yeah. ever. No drinks. No drinks. No, don't. Don't shave. Don't shave. I love shaving. <laughs> Not like a Friday night shave. Am I right? Just with the boys. <laughs> also, like, don't touch any dead thing. Yeah. How were people just were people just walking around touching dead stuff? Oh yeah, they were just poking them with sticks all the time. They were just curious. Yeah. Just, that that's dead. But uh what I love is verse 6 when she goes to tell her husband. <laughs> she says, "A man of God came to me, and his appearance was like the appearance of the angel of God." Comma. Very awesome. Nice. Nice. Very awesome. So, that's the setup for yeah, Samson. I think we do know. Um, I think we do know uh, Samson's mom's name. I think it might be Samantha. Oh, okay, perfect. Because I... because Sam is a nickname for Samantha, and it's Samson. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, so basically, she swears this vow, which is. Um, the Nazarite vow, which is like a voluntary, um, boring vow, as Evan pointed out. Yep. To give him this extra superpower, essentially, to save them from the Philistines. So that's important that it's um, the Philistines. So essentially, he's born, and he's under this vow, which is going to make him strong. Uh, and let's go to chapter 14. So let's just jump ahead. So Samson's marriage. So he goes down to Timnah, and he sees one of the daughters of the Philistines. Um, and so he, he's down in Timnit, probably, a, a, I'm assuming a couple days walk. I have no idea, but it's not just like you were on a scooter for 20 minutes. Like he had to journey down there. He sees the lady goes back up to his parents. And he's like, like, she's it. Like she is, she's, she is Phyllis fine. <laughs> Hot as hell. Phyllis fine. He's like, I gotta go take her for me myself. And they're like, are you sure? Like a Philistine? Like, do you want to do that? There are sworn enemies since forever, basically. (laughs) 
Um, and and, he's and just he's, like, if she's unclean, then I don't want to be a fit. I, I, I don't want to do my vow. I want to be dirty. <laughs> he tried. He tried to say something like really like cool there, but just kind of like collapsed in the middle of saying it. He was like, if she's wrong, I don't want. I don't want. I want. I want to go. I I, I want to go see her then. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to. I would like to do this, please. So they go down. So the three of them. Samson went down with his father and mother to Timnah and they came to the vineyards and behold, a young lion. Some people probably know this part of the story. A young lion uh, jumps out at them roaring and the spirit of the Lord just charges Samson up and he is barehanded. He, it says he tears the lion in pieces as one, as it just, as one tears a young goat, as we all have, you know, we all just ripped a goat with our bare hands before. Um, but he did not tell his mother or father what he had done. So he still kind of kept it a secret. Um, and he saw the woman and she was right in his eyes. Now, this is a really wacky, insane part of the Samson journey. So do you think that she was like beautiful in his eyes or do you think that she was just like really close to his face? <laughs> like right in his eyes, just like it's right here. <laughs> there's the, there's a door over there. <laughs> Leave. <laughs> This is how Evan reads the Bible. Oh, that's dumbest. I love it. <laughs> um, all right. So please, I have to marry her. She's right here. I can't say no. She's been asking for days. So he wants to go down, and there's a tradition, I suppose, of the young men who are going to marry a woman to prepare a feast. So he's preparing this feast, and as he's doing so, uh, there's 30 companions that are supposed to be with him during this time. So 30, 30 people are supposed to be there as his companions and samson said to them here's a riddle for you if you can tell me what it is within seven days of the feast and find it out then i will give you 30 linen garments and 30 changes of clothes but if you can't tell me what it is then you shall give me 30 linen garments and changes of clothes so basically he's like i'm gonna give you a riddle give me all your clothes or i'm gonna give you a bunch of clothes and i will say like we will we're about to shit on samson maybe a little bit but they're really stupid for taking this bet yeah i mean they were really just <laughs> bored as hell i guess they're just like all right yeah here's a riddle um hey, this uh, is it I'm this gonna... is the whole riddle right here is yeah out of the out of the eater came something to eat out of the strong came something sweet a clock <laughs> 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 stupid oh uh, you know that one guy guessed a clock yeah a clock hadn't been invented yet a clock me lord a clock, a clock. shut up daryl <laughs> so three days go by and no one can solve this most just <laughs> out of left field <laughs> riddle it's not even like something everyone should know so three days no one goes so the, on the fourth day they the the companions that are there that are you know behind on this bet they say to his wife hey if you can entice your husband to tell us the riddle otherwise we're gonna burn you and your father's house with fire so suddenly they're like we're gonna just kill your whole family if you don't get this riddle answer from us that we agreed to take part in yeah no kidding and she goes to samson she's like please can you just give us the answer and he goes well i haven't told my mom or dad so why should i tell you so he's just like a little stinker about it. He's like, nah. <laughs> I know what you are, but what am I? I'm not going to tell you. Uh, the ministry come on the seventh day, and they say, what's sweeter than honey? What's stronger than a lion? 
And he said to them, if you had not plowed with my heifer, you would not have found out my riddle. So uh, basically she ended up telling him because she pressed him hard is what it says. So she like finally got the answer out of him. She told to the companions, they got the answer to Samson. And then what does he do? Instead of kind of keeping up his end of the deal, he's like, well, you technically cheated. So he strikes them down and he kills them all. And then his wife is then given to one of his, well, actually given to his best man. So the whole wedding is completely ruined. Um, so that's gives a riddle at his own wedding party, upsets everyone for basically seven days and then kills him. And then he's on his merry way. And then uh, the next part of the story is really something we've all encountered, I think, at some point in the Samson story. But Evan, take it away. I think so. The way he kills him is really fun um, or horrible, depending on your definition of fun Bible murder. Oh, yeah. Um, so uh, starting in chapter 15. So after some days at the time of wheat harvest, Samson went to visit his wife with a young goat. And he said, I will go in to my wife in the chamber. But her father would not allow him to go in because he's Samson's insane. Um, and her father said, I really thought that you had utterly hated her. So I gave her to her, your companion. Um, is not her younger sister more beautiful than she? Please take her instead. Not a nice thing to say about your daughters, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but probably like something to get the creep off your front porch. <laughs> and Samson said to them, this time I shall be innocent. Like, and I want to know if Samson says this to him. Yeah. Because it says, and Samson said to them, this time I shall be innocent in regard to the Philistines when I do them harm. Dang. Is he saying that to this girl's family? So Samson went and caught Samson went and caught 300 foxes and took torches and he turned them tail to tail and put a torch between each pair of tails. And when he had set fire to the torches, he let the foxes go into the standing grain of the Philistines and set fire to the stat grain in the standing grain, as well as the olive orchards. Then the Philistines said, who had done this? And they said, Samson, the son-in-law of the Timnite, because he has taken his wife and given her to his companion. And the Philistines came up and burned her father and her father. Basically violence and violence and violence and violence. Damn. It's in my brain just, and it's such a like horrible episode um, of horrific violence. But Samson being like, this time I'll be innocent. Yeah. <laughs> what? And commits maybe the most heinous crime in the Bible in the Old Testament. Like, as far as animal cruelty goes. I was going to say, I feel mostly bad for the foxes. Like, they're just minding their own business. And then this guy ties their tails together and sets them on fire. Like, yeesh. Like, where do you get the yeah. idea, too? That's what I want to know. Is like, was he just, yes. you know, talking to his neighbor outside? And he was like, I heard you could tie their tails together. I have what I do. I'm crazy <laughs> Greg. <laughs> Hi, I'm Crazy Craig. If I had big arms like you, well, I would tie t foxes together. There are about 300 foxes over there. <laughs> right in my garage. I, I love the Bible when it does numbers. Because oh, it's just like, 9 million people. And it's like... <laughs> yeah. 30,000 days later. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then the story following that, it's basically what this all starts. And it's so yeah. bizarre. Is it starts Samson's rampage against the Philistines. Mm -hmm. That's what we're saying. So he tells them a riddle. They don't get it. <laughs> and they're like, well, shit, we already 
said we'd give him our clothes if we didn't get the riddle. And <laughs> God damn it, we're, gosh darn it, we're people of honor. We're the Philistines. <laughs> and so eventually they weasel it out of, or his wife weasels it out of, out of him, out, weasels it out of him. She tells her Philistine friends, they're like, hey, we figured out the riddle. And he's just like, that's cheating. Yeah. And that's the reason Samson goes to war. Yep. He kills 3,000 men, uh, I believe, right? Or was it? No. Uh, 3,000 comes later. Next, he kills 1,000 men with the jawbone of a donkey, um, which is metal as hell. Yeah, honestly. And then we start getting into the story of Samson and Delilah. So the beginning, at the beginning of uh, chapter 16, Samson went to Gaza and there he saw a prostitute and he went into her. The Gazites were told, Samson has come here. Um, <laughs> hey, Bible. Boy, the ESV. <laughs> oh, boy. Could use any other word. I think everything that goes into print and goes into uh, public view needs like a sixth grade boy to vet it. Yeah. Yep. And I think that very well could have saved two verses in this whole like. And we're those sixth thing. grade boys. <laughs> we are. That is exactly <laughs> what we are. Basically, he slept with her um, and then the Philistines uh, were going to jump on him. They don't. Because he's strong, he's a big boy. <laughs> then later, he falls in love with a woman in the Valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. Um, from just a quick the... prostitute break on the way down to the Valley of yeah. Sorek, he's just like, "Oh, but got to stop here for the night. Got plow my seed." Oh my god! <laughs> or however they said it back then. Yeah, he falls in love with this woman named Delilah, and then the lords of the Philistines came up to her and offer her a pretty sweet freaking deal. Yeah, they're just they like, do. "Hey, we know he's strong. We know it's not. I, we know that we've never seen him in the gym, so we know it's not gym strong. We know <laughs> something else is happening here. We know that he's. We know, we know that he's cheating. So, um, if you can figure out what his weakness is." That's not a natural body. Yeah, that's extraterrestrial gains. Them pecs are angelic. Um, <laughs> very them, awesome. Them, bi them biceps are <laughs> very awesome. Very awesome. Them, them biceps are out of this world. Um, and they say, like, we'll give you 1,100 pieces of silver from each of us. So, like, each one of them would give it to her. Yeah, dang. If they could get her to spill the beans on what his weakness is. And that's where the story of Samson and Delilah comes into fruition. She's like, hey there, big Samson. I know you're strong, but how, like, why? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and he goes, if they bind me with seven fresh bowstrings that have not been dried, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. And the laws of the Philistines brought up to her seven fresh bowstrings that had not been dried. And he bound them. What do you think happened? Well, he just snaps them. Yeah. 
But that's not the secret. We know the secret. This is dramatic yeah. irony. Yeah. Uh, she asked him again, and he said, if you bind me with ropes that have not been used, I'll become uh, that way, or I'll become weak. And uh, essentially, Samps is just having fun at this point. Oh, yeah. He's just, he's just like, what stupid weakness can I come up with for her to try? Um, if you rub peanut butter all over my arms and uh, make, you know, yeah, buy me a car. <laughs> if you give me a really nice kiss. <laughs> to, to call my, if you call my mom for me. True love's kiss will break this spell. <laughs> if, you, if you let me watch football with the boys this Sunday, <laughs> I'll become weak like any other man. The other one is basically... A ponytail. Um, you weave seven <laughs> locks of my head with web and fasten it with a pen. Um, you just, you know, do my hair up, then nothing will happen. If you bedazzle my jeans tomorrow, I'll uh, be strong anymore. And either Samson runs out of ideas, likely, <laughs> <laughs> or he just gets tired of Delilah asking, or both. Um, yeah. Finally, he's just like, yeah, it's my hair. Like my hair is what does it. This every time he's told Delilah what the secret is, Philistines have attacked him. Yeah. Has he not put two and two together? Uh clearly not. I think he's armstrong and not brain strong. That's yeah. probably Samson Armstrong. <laughs> His name was Neil. <laughs> Samson Armstrong. One Samson day. not brain strong. <laughs> Samson only Armstrong. Samson like ponytail. <laughs> Samson want ponytail. Nice and tight ponytail with pin in it. <laughs> Samson want to know what it feel like to be pretty. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is real like college like level analysis of the Bible for those that are listening. Just <laughs> Honestly, you will not get better exegesis no. of scripture than what not you're getting at right all. here. And finally... Samson says, you know, it's my hair. If you cut it all off, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, she made him sleep on her knees. Oh. And she called a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his head. Then she began to torment him and his strength left him. Um, and she said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson. And he awoke from sleep. Uh, I will go out at the other times and shake myself free. He doesn't. He gets in prison. That's like the big story of Samson Delilah. And what might I remind you that this all started because he told a riddle that no one would have possibly known. <laughs> the same thing as me being like, I've got a riddle for you. Yeah, hit me. What did I do today? <laughs> no, it's just absurd. He's just like, okay, what did I buy last Tuesday for $3 that no one saw me buy? <laughs> I mean, he's fighting the Philistines and the Philistines and Israelites are, you know, not good friends, but his motivation for fighting. That's a way of saying it. Not good friends. Not good friends. Um, mortal enemies. <laughs> Just They weren't the best of friends at the time. They, they didn't come they over. They sometimes for didn't play basketball together. <laughs> My mom didn't like you coming over to our house as much. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't play gaga ball together that much. Oh, my God. So the lords of the Philistines gathered gather to offer a great sacrifice to Dagon, their god, uh, Dagon Targaryen, and to rejoice. And they said, our god has given Samson, our enemy, into our hand. Then uh, they 
pull Samson into this temple. They have him dance. They're like, hey, entertain us. Yeah, show what that thing can do. Yeah. Show show us what them show us what them chesties. Does he have nipples too? What's going on? <laughs> um Samson uh asked to be guided over towards one of the pillars because his eyes have been gouged out by this point. Um mm. it's pretty cool. Yeah. And and Samson calls to the Lord and says, Oh Lord, please remember me and please strengthen me only this once, so God, that I may be avenged that I may be avenged on the Philistines from my two eyes. Samson grasped the two middle pillars on which the house rested, and he leaned his weight against them, his right hand on the one and his left hand on the other. And the Samson said, let me die with the Philistines. And then he uses his strength to push out, essentially, and it breaks the pillars in two and collapses yeah. everybody that would have been standing on top of everything or anybody who is uh, beneath. Um and in that day, he killed more people than than his entire life. Wow, what a great guy! And everyone lived happily ever after. <laughs> and that's why he's on the walls of every Sunday school uh, classroom in the United States. He's such a wild character. Like he's such a bananas guy. Like, and I think like it's important when people read this story to just kind of be like, okay, like what should I take from this? Like. Yeah, see, I was always pitched this story growing up as, you know, you can pray for strength. There's always like this, it's essentially just like a big analogy of like God can like pull you out of really stressful, bad situations as long as you lean on him and like pray for strength in those trying times. But he prays once and it's to murder everybody that he already pissed off from earlier in which it was a rivalry that really didn't even need to be a rivalry for the time being, but they just kept extending it. Yeah, I, I don't see where he's like the real pillar of faith and the hero of this time. I, I don't know. I Rereading it now is a totally different experience. But Oh, yeah. I, I have always heard it as a case of finishing your faith strong. Like, that's what... like. You know, no, he's, you know, he's, uh, he grew up Christian or whatever, or grew up, you know, faithful or whatever. And then maybe he lost his way. But near the end there, when he's praying to kill 3000 people, he, gosh darn it, he finishes the race, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, he, he, he prays and is, is saved at the end. <laughs> at the end. <laughs> Yeah, I I struggle why he was turned in. I mean, he was he's just like a superhero though. I think that's why he's such a popular story. Is like he, you know, there's no are, are there other crazy strong people in the Bible that I'm missing? I mean, he's really the only the only one that was granted like super strength like this, like a superhuman yeah. soldier. As far as I'm concerned, I think like episodically Moses, but. Yeah, sometimes people had these like weird chances of like getting super strong, but he was just like no one was the absolute unit from beginning to end that Samson was. The Christian juggernaut that is yeah. Samson. Yeah. Um so I don't know. This story, I'm curious how churches today interpret this story. If they just kind of keep going with the narrative and just don't kind of pick over those parts. Cause Honestly, the what jumps out to me the most is how the five verse about him sleeping with a prostitute, and they just kind of gloss over that. Like, yeah. doesn't really say he regrets it. Doesn't even say he like asked for forgiveness. 
he's just like, well, I'm going to sleep with this prostitute. And oh, Phyllis isn't going to try to like ambush me while I'm here. Better skedaddle. Oh, oh, gotta get gotta get back to work. Gotta go. So I, I want to move to the plug section because what I really want to plug this week. What's up? You got something to plug? Well, it's not a recent plug, but it's very relevant to the story. Is Everyone should watch the Samson movie on Pure Flix. If you haven't seen it. <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet, I don't want to spoil it, but you can get the whole script from the Bible, so you know it's going to happen already. Um, it's probably one of the best films I've ever watched in my entire life. It is absolutely not. <laughs> It is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. If you want a really good laugh and you want, if you want to watch an, an interpretation that's the polar opposite of how you and I, of what we just did, of we just went through, someone who takes it hyper literally and makes Samson the hero of all time, uh, you should watch Samson on Pure Flix. That's my plug this week. <laughs> oh, man. What about you, Evan? Oh, my my plug is not nearly as good. Um, I was just gonna plug. Hey, the Phillies are in the World Series. Baby. Hey, hey, go Phillies, go Phillies, let's go. Woo. I don't know if they're still in the World Series by the time you hear this, or if they've even done it. So um, that might be a very useless plug. Might be a really sad plug if we publish this photo. <laughs> might Boy. be a very sad plug <laughs> in retrospect. <laughs> Boy, remember when the Phillies just lost so dramatically in the la- the bottom of the ninth? Real remember when they went? Remember when they didn't win a game against the Astros? How about that? Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! No, it was um, what an exciting time. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's an exciting time over here in Philadelphia. But um, we'd like to. We've you've heard our thoughts on this. We'd like to hear your thoughts as well. You can uh, email us at unblessedpodcast at gmail um, You can also tweet at us at unblessed pod uh we also have our instagram up and running at unblessed pod and then we've got a tiktok Ooh, i don't know how that works but <laughs> unblessed pod um yeah that's all we got yeah scott's more the tiktoker um thank you so much for listening we really appreciate it this has been the unblessed podcast my name is evan and i'm scott and don't forget to close your bible 